Views, interpretations, and opinions expressed are not advice nor official positions presented on behalf of any organization or institution. They are for informational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back. In today's episode, the guys discuss the irony of current Christianity in context of gospel teachings, separation into denominations, perceptions of heresy, and the value and purpose of seemingly contradictory teachings. Now, join Ryan and Peter for another episode of the Tracking Wisdom Podcast. Obviously, I have virtually no experience in Judaism. You grew up Christian. You have been a practicing Buddhist for decades, and you are participating in a Reformed Jewish synagogue. I don't have experience in that, but it's interesting that it's interesting to see the movement, at least with respect to that denomination, and in contrast, the what I would consider sort of the opposite with regard to Christianity, which is we claim to follow the teacher who was really clear about the um, the hypocrisy that was within. Uh, mainstream Judaism back then and the not alignment but the it's like the same thing happening now in Christianity and how many times I sit in church I'm like how do you not see the hypocrisy here how can you not see that this is literally what Jesus was talking about to the Jews back then right you know right. what would Jesus think basically right. you right. know like right. think about this and and I don't think it takes like really deep thought to be able to reach that conclusion just in observing the behaviors of the institution and comparing that to the message that is clearly written in the gospels like there's not much interpretation that has to come out of the gospel to be able to make that connection um so yeah i I did find that interesting i did make mention earlier and i i didn't want to get too sidetracked on it but the idea of christianity in general and the amount of division that occurs um, within that faith structure due to the denominations so christianity as far as i understand is like the the mainstream religion that has the most followers in aggregate but then is subdivided into thousands of different denominations all with nuanced approaches to the teaching and to some degree they're heretical to each other Mm. you know like each denomination has a thing they're pointing at somebody else in the denomination saying or you know in in the in the overall faith saying well i don't agree with you on that and Mm -hmm. certainly you know to some degree it started with martin luther um who again didn't really set out to separate the church or create a new church it was just identifying having passionate uh, support of the the faith structure you were within and just calling out what you saw you know and then it ends up dividing off and, and, and driving down this other path um, the point of those comments was I want to be able to provide some comfort to people who may be concerned about hearing something that they believe is contradictory to what their knowledge and understanding are teaching has been Mm -hmm. and i just want to draw the alignment that jesus was a heretic you know like in the in the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of jesus Mm -hmm. this message was not popular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there have been many many teachers including the fact that each of these denominations has their own idea about this 
that new ideas and, and progress comes from challenging the old conventions. Mm-hmm. It's okay to at least question and think about alternatives. Even if it doesn't sway you to change your opinion, I think it's important and healthy to always be questioning and, and thinking about what a plausible alternative could be. So um, it, it makes me think that there are two potential listeners. One is someone who is affiliated, but is just curious about what someone else else has to say about religion outside of their religious framework. Or maybe even, well, what does someone else think about what Christianity is? So that's the, the affiliated, and then, of course, the, the non-affiliated. Mm. And I, I hope that really our discussion is helpful to both. As you're saying, it's okay to adhere to a faith mm-hmm. and question. And I think it's also... Well, this is the big question for, you know, individuals is, is it okay to adhere to a faith, but not adhere to everything? Hmm. And I mean, it really is a baby bathwater question. And for some people, it's like, no, in, in order to be faithful, you have to accept everything that's taught. And I guess, you know, if you're in that camp, um, we are not for you. <laughs> You so know, it's kind of like, it's kind of a disclaimer, like viewer advisory, <laughs> viewer, listener discretion advised. But, but if, if you're not whole hog baby bathwater approach, then, you know, hopefully this, is, we're going to raise points that'll be of interest to you. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to go back to um, the note that we have is uh, denominations of Christianity divided and heretical. Mm. Um, and as you said, the inclination or at least the phenomena of any given denomination of a religion pointing at another across the way saying, you're a heretic, mm. that the the teaching that I've heard from Buddhism, and I don't know if it's attributed to the Buddha himself, I think it is. But it's essentially this questioning of denominations of of different teachings. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a I think it was attributed to the Buddha because the Buddha taught for a long time and generated a huge amount of scripture, which of course at the time wasn't scripture, it was oral tradition, but eventually became scripture. And Apparently, a lot of the teachings are con- the teachings can seem to be contradictory, mm. and so what's up with that? And of course, um, I mean, we see this, I think, in the Judeo-Christian uh, tradition as well. Um, that you can find scriptures that seem to be direct contradictory. Um, and the explanation that I heard attributed to the Buddha is that actually, I really don't want to misrepresent that. I just have it from my Buddhist studies somewhere mm. that. The reason is because there are so many listeners. Hmm. There, there are so many different students that need to be taught a thing that you need many different ways of talking to people. Hmm. Um, you know, which goes to the modern concept of of learning modalities, yeah. um, right? Which is some people are better auditory learners, some some visual, and so basically, not every teaching's meant for you, right? And and just not every religion's meant for you, and that's why plurality is good, mm. and that's the the human reason for for plurality. It's not that um, oh people just don't know what they're talking about. People can't get it right. See, they don't agree. That proves that none of these things are true. I mean, there's there is absolutely that that concept out there, um, even used against science. Well, look, these scientists 
disagree. So clearly, scientist doesn't know science doesn't know what it's talking about, mm-hmm. and it's all false. Right. Um, sorry to drag in <laughs> some okay. some cultural no. issues, but um, if you find teachings that are contradictory, it's just because they're not all meant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this goes to the issue of Dharma seals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about or just really our central thesis of there is a positive core to all religious teachings. And the way I would put it is that if you're studying a teaching and it inclines you to take good care of yourself and take good care of other people and not harm yourself mm-hmm. and not harm other people, then that's a good teaching yeah. and you should use it. And if you come across a teaching, even if it's part of your own faith, Mm -hmm. and it inclines you to harm yourself or inclines you to harm other people, Mm -hmm. then you should morally (laughs) reject that teaching. It's not for you. It may be helpful to someone else because someone else may hear it in a way that does not incline them to harm, to cause harm, right? So that was my my thought of of, um, denominations, Mm -hmm. right? So, so basically, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're in a denomination that's pointing at someone else and saying they're heretical, you're grasping the wrong end of the stick, and you're missing the point. Mm. There is a place for your teachings and your denominations, and people just have to learn to stay in their lanes. Yeah, the absolute truth isn't about. It's not in the details. The details are there to help you find your personal way. Yeah. And the core truth is don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I was brought to think of two things in that. One is when Jesus was presented with the question of what's the most important commandment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he stated that the, the number one is love your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbors as yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and that's pretty much exactly what you were just saying. And that I was just reminded of that um, scriptural reading. And the second is actually from Conversations with God again, which mm-hmm. again, I mean, it really, as I had said before, it's not my central text of spirituality, but it presented information in a way that made me understand or at least believe that I understand the scriptural writings better. Um, and the the context of that piece of the discussion was that the author was pleading with God to show itself in a way that was um, irrefutable. Like, show yourself. Mm-hmm. Why, why is there this ambiguity? Show, just show yourself so that everybody can know you're real and and there can be no question. And God's response to that was, number one, what, what form would you have me take? And the answer was, well, whatever form you have. And God's response is, I have no form that you would understand. Mm-hmm. I could choose to take any form I want, mm-hmm. but none of those forms would be mm-hmm. irrefutable because mm-hmm. I would present myself to one in one way and to another in another way. And then the one would say, well, you didn't experience God because you didn't experience them the way that I did. And that that could never be irrefutable. And some would call it the work of the devil or whatever, mm-hmm. but that there was no way to actually do that. And that 
goes back to number one what you were just saying and also your comment about um, experiencing the divine and that i think inherent in that context of that of that um book in that section was in order for god to interact with each individual it has to be an individualized experience and that you can't take that individualized experience and say this is the only experience of god yeah no i mean i think and i think this is the difficulty that a lot of people have dealing with these issues which can potentially mature over time but certainly it's difficult to reconcile what is truth if it's not true for everyone hmm. so i mean i i guess that's really what we talked about before as scripture being sacrosanct scripture being literal and holy that there's only one interpretation hmm. and obviously <laughs> that's an institutional approach right i mean that's a that's an assertion or a law which to my way of thinking, is clearly an institutional human accretion on top of some central truth. Right. But, I mean, again, I guess this goes back to what we were saying about the listener, the listener who needed the advisory, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of our, our mutual agreement is that we are going to come to this discussion completely open-minded. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something that we really aren't equipped to deal with right <laughs> i mean someone who says i don't know what am i describing the 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 person who is very literal and says it's an it's a matter of faith that <clears throat> that i guess religion is only about faith hmm. i guess that's what it comes down to and and the, i guess that's where we would have the essential disagreement where someone says no no the faith is more important than taking care of yourself or taking care of someone else hmm. I, I think that's got to be a central point of disagreement because i think there are definitely people who think that full, fully subscribe to that position yeah yeah i do this not because i'm being manipulated not because you know all these negative reasons but because it's a really good thing for me to do hmm. it's really good for me to attack these people it's really good for me to harm myself psychologically in this way because my faith tells me you know i'm a bad person and mm. and this is i i have to suffer this way because of you know this scripture which is unquestionable or this teaching from my leaders who are unquestionable mm -hmm. and so so yeah you know basically i'm damned or you're damned because that's the way god wants it right you know yeah. the in, in these circumstances god wants you to be damned to hell or wants me to be damned to hell because I'm just not a good person and I'm in this faith and the faith is making me suffer and that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's where I'm like, I, that's where I would have a very hard time connecting. From a position of compassion, I realized that what I was describing is a really horrible place to be and, and truly what I, my concept of hell. Mm -hmm. And and I think as we've talked about before, you know, what's what's heaven what what's my belief of mm -hmm. heaven and hell? And it is these mind states, whether sublime or um hellish. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um and so for someone to be locked into a faith which is like that, I mean, that's not a good place to be. And obviously 
I would have compassion for that. This show is just as much for our learning as anybody else. And I right. think that that's Absolutely. worth repeating because, you know, we're, we're here for discussion and we're here for learning and we're here for compassion and understanding. And so, well, you know, we come from different perspectives, but we seem to align on a core message. Right. And and I would say, I would say, um, you know, our expertise is only in our opinions because as you said, it's a learning experience yeah. and it's by having these conversations yeah. that we learn about our own thought yeah. process. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is absolutely our selfish reason for doing this podcast is because we want to challenge each other and challenge ourselves and learn mm-hmm. um, from what comes out of our mouths <laughs> and, and hopefully eventually from uh, what our listeners uh, have to teach us. Thank you for listening to the Tracking Wisdom podcast. Join us next time as we continue the discussion. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.eth-studio.com for more information and content.